I was going to try it just to see if this works. Yeah, it doesn't. So I can put it out of the way. Check. Check. Here I am on the... F- no, I can't do anything. I, can't. I thought you were about to flow. <laughs> I can't, dude. Oh, I'm, man. I, am, I, I thought am, you had this. I am completely white. I can do the music part. By the way, I got my keyboard out, and I've been dabbling a little bit. So hopefully... Dabble, dabble. I'll be able to start doing our own, our own music. That'd be nice. This is the Always More Podcast. Hello and hello. It is July 21st. Welcome to the Always More Podcast, where we believe that there is always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and deeper understandings. Today on the pod, we're going to be talking about Loki, Leopards on the Loose, Hypothetical Nightmares, Time Travel, and so much more. But first, have you guys seen my shirt? Dude, Street Fighter! This was like one of my favorite games of all time growing up. It was one of those games that I only played when I went to the arcade, because I just... You know, that was the only thing. That was the only time I ever had it. But, yeah, it was fun. It was a great game. How are you doing today, Tim? My best friend, my co-host, my shining star in the night oh, sky. My I don't feel like a shining star right now. My nose. I So, okay, here's what happens. Okay. Every summer, usually it's at the beginning of summer, I, I, I experience allergies. Like severe, like right. I can't breathe kind of allergies. Since the day I met you, yes. Right. And usually that happens in June. And this year because I'm assuming global warming, it didn't happen. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> it's probably because of global warming. Um, and so, like, I thought, like, okay, cool, I got a pass this year. Perfect. Great. No, it decides to hit me today. Like, right. two, past two days, really. But really, like, today, I woke up, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. So if, if you hear sniffles and, 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 you know, asthma attacks, that's, that's what this is. <laughs> we'll edit out if you die. <laughs> right. As I would hope you did. <laughs> I'll just keep the pod going. It'll just be me. People will be like, what? Wasn't there another guy Where'd he go? on this podcast? He said he was going to be back for the final thoughts. I haven't heard from him. We should, we should check in on him. Your final thoughts is the eulogy. <laughs> Those were indeed his final thoughts. Uh, but I'm doing good, man. I'm All doing right, good, good. good. Uh, well, today uh, we are going to do something a little different. We're going to yes. skip our wreck and rev because yeah. that is going to be our main segment. Pretty it's, much, yeah. This entire podcast episode is going to be a wreck and rev for a new movie that came out recently. Yeah. Massive spoilers ahead. So massive. If you have not seen this movie, this piece of art, really, 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 I. I loved it, to be honest. Let, let's you. save it for the main segment, but, but okay. if you haven't seen it, we'll get to it. Just be warned, there will be spoilers. There will be massive spoilers. Massive and major. Majorly massive. Majorly massive. Massively I like that. major. All right. <laughs> but before we do that, let's go ahead and do a quick segment. Happy hour. Hey. How about that for new music? Let it play again. Here we go. A little louder. Yes. Come on. Is that it? It's just like three seconds? It, yeah. I mean, that's how most of this stuff is supposed to be. Yeah, we should loop it for like 20 seconds. Really? I made the other like three shorter for you, and now you want this one to be longer? No. No. <laughs> if you want it longer, you go out there and make it longer. Maybe I will. 
Okay. <laughs> All right, so this is just something that made you happy in the past, like, a week or two. So should I go first? Do you want me to go first? Go first, All right. Uh The first one, and I'm going to give – I want to – First one is this show that I truly love. So I'm kind of cheating a little bit with the Wreck and Rev, but I don't care because it actually genuinely did make me happy. Mm. Loki. Yeah. Have you, did you finish I have. it? I finished it. It was great. Yes. Again, no spoilers because people still haven't seen it. I, I will give you guys one more episode to 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 watch the show. Before we bust it open. But this show, I, I really did like WandaVision, and I really liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but this one gave me all the feels. And it promised some really great things for the future, and so yeah. it made me really happy. Also, there's another season coming out. That's it's right. not like the others where it's like you have to wait for the movie yes. in like 2028. Yeah, right. There's an actual second <laughs> season coming out a lot sooner than that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah, it I'm, made me happy. Jessica and I watched it together. It was kind of like our thing to do every Wednesday night. And so, uh, yeah, right. good happy things. Yeah. So you know, it's a it's a pretty cool show. Time travel. Focuses obviously on Loki. That's oh, true. Oh okay. man, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> You'll see why that's important in like ten minutes. That's right. <laughs> All right. What you got, man? All right. So the thing that made me happy, actually, I went to IKEA this week with my family because you know I'm a dad. And you lived. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, we went through the whole the whole store because you know you can't just go from entrance to the aisle you need and get what you want and then of course leave. you have to like go through all the showrooms yeah, and see yeah. everything it's a great business model by the oh, way oh absolutely but we ended up getting a little toy kitchen for ellie yeah i saw that it's so cute and she loves oh. it oh my god it's got like a little pantry <laughs> and a sink and little Do, doesn't it have working water uh not yet but we have we just got the pump in today oh, uh, janelle man. is going to attach an actual working water pump and we're trying to do like this Montessori thing teaching her how to cook yeah she's not even two yet but we've seen like TikToks and YouTube videos of people doing that so they're starting today that's going to be their thing nice Um, when Ellie wakes up from her nap which should be in the next hour or so uh, she's going to teach her how to make an omelet and it's going to be adorable I can't wait wait for Ellie to is she going to record it she has to, yeah. Yes. I'm so pumped. Yeah, put it on TikTok, get famous, get rich, don't Absolutely. have to work anymore. No, for sure. <laughs> Dude, if I can coast off of my kid's success, I feel like that's the real American that, dream. That is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. train my children to be better than me and then just live off of their success. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I want. <laughs> so that made me happy, that little kitchen thing, because cool. it made her happy. It's so cute. She's always like, thank you. Every time oh, she plays with it, gosh. she'll go play with it and then turn around and just say thank you and then start playing again. And I'm like, oh. You're so welcome. And that's a great thing as a parent, too, because, I mean, I'm sure all the parents that are already listening to this are like, well, yeah, duh. But you really don't realize, like, a lot of gifts that you get your kids, they don't really – I mean, they'll like it a little bit. For most part, they're like, yeah, whatever. I like the box, you know, know, that kind of thing. And so whenever they do really like something, like really, really like something, it's like – Yes, I'm I successfully a parent. I yeah, I, I mission accomplished. I'm adulting. <laughs> yeah, so cool, man. Um, right. Next segment. Next segment. That Let's was quick. Let's fly through these. Let's go. Chop 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 chop. All right. So for this next segment, it is one of our favorites. It is what did I miss? Yes. Man, that's I labeled everything, so I hit it the first. It's <laughs> the right time now. first. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is that like dry erase or is it? It's like a pencil. Pencil. Okay, so yeah. cool. If we need to change it around, we can change it around. So yeah, yeah. Saying. All right, I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. So what did we miss from you, Tim? Okay, how would you like to earn money just by pooping? I would make so much money. That's what I thought. Okay, so so <laughs> much money. 
<laughs> okay, so this story uh, comes in from South Korea. Of course. So, uh, of course. <laughs> Using a toilet uh, can pay for your coffee or buy you bananas at the university in South Korea where human waste is being used to help power a building. So, you poop, you earn money, you buy coffee, you poop again. <laughs> it's a brilliant business model. <laughs> Seriously. Like, they're... That's hand over fist making money for sure. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say this name slowly. And my sister-in-law, uh, Anna, actually lived in South Korea and knows some uh, some of the language. Uh, helped me say this name. So if I say it wrong, it's still my fault. But uh, she, she did help me. It's uh, Cho Chai Wan uh, is a professor in urban and environmental engineer professor at the Ulsan National Institute of Science and Technology. Unist. Oh, yeah. And uh, she, uh, he has designed an eco-friendly toilet called the BV Toilet. BV? Yeah, okay. Uh, connected to a laboratory that uses excrement to produce biogas and manure. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So here's how it works. Um, so one, there's a vacuum there, and it basically pulls it out. So it helps save money without using all the water. So, you know, win-win. And it, it, it uh, sucks it up down to an underground tank, uh, and then microorganisms then break down the waste to methane, which is used to source energy for the building. So, like gas stoves, yeah. hot water boiler, et cetera, right. et cetera. So, uh, what happens is, um, you. I think you know, when I was talking to my sister in law about this, she asked me a really important question, which I still couldn't figure it out. Is it only one toilet? Is, is actually- everybody using the same toilet? <laughs> right. That's actually a really good question that I couldn't find the answer to. But here's how it works is you go in there, you have like this pass, and every time you use the toilet, you get like currency. And you, Granted, you can only use it at the university, but you use that currency to buy books, to, to buy snacks, to buy food, coffee, that kind of stuff. But it helps, one, save money, helps power the buildings at the university, but two, it helps students, you know, you know, pay for things. I would think like it's at least – a couple of toilets in the one building? <laughs> you would think. Because, like, there's no way you're making enough to power a building with just one toilet, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What, I, I, I mean, don't. unless it's me, like, just sitting there all day, but <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, that sounds cool, though. I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, poop and make money. I'm, that's my dream job. <laughs> like, I, I thought of you when I saw like, this. If I could raise my children to be successful and coast off of their success and then poop and make yes, extra money, absolutely, that's the American dream. It's a win-win-win. That's the American dream. <laughs> Your kids are successful, you make money, and you save the environment. Win-win-win. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Let's do it. That's how we're doing it. That's how we're saving the that's world. That's how we're saving the world. We're stopping global warming. One poop at one a time. One poop at a time. <laughs> that's That's gonna be great all right all right what you got brother so mine is almost as fun uh i don't know if you heard about this one but leopards escape okay so yeah yeah you're you're familiar with leopards i am giant cats you know spots kind of look like cheetahs they live on the land climb trees eat things yes so a leopard escape cover-up at a chinese zoo Yielded a hunt with a thousand drones and a hundred chickens as bait. Start that one more time, please. Yeah. Leopards <laughs> escaped a Chinese zoo. Yeah. So they used drones and chickens to find them. Okay, drones I get. Chicken Oh, was so chicken bait? Chickens were the bait. Oh. They just released <laughs> So three leopards escaped from the Hangzhou Zoo uh, Safari Park, sorry. And they had been roaming around since April nineteenth, twenty twenty one. 
Oh my gosh. Um, at the beginning of May, though, there is a Chinese workers' holiday yeah. where a lot of people will go do family things. They'll go to zoos. They'll do whatever. So the zoo just didn't report that. For, oh, my gosh. For two weeks. <laughs> they just – they were keeping it covered up. No, wait. Are leopards uh, – uh, are they native to that area? I know they're in Africa and South America. Because you have tigers in India, so I'm assuming yeah. there are big cats around that area. There are big cats for sure, but I don't, I don't know if they're leopards or not. Mm, okay. doesn't matter. The point is, zoo officials denied any involvement in the incident until early May, fearing that the damage to the ticket sales <laughs> well, during yeah. the labor holiday. <laughs> uh, and the park is situated probably about 12 miles away from the nearest city. However... Wow. If you Google leopards, you'll realize that they travel up to 12 miles a day for food. So, like, they're right there, you know? <laughs> like, two days tops. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're getting there. They're there. Oh, man. Oh, it, it's gosh. an insane story when you think did, did about it. Did they catch them? So, the first one they caught, they yeah. tranquilized within 48 hours. They tranquilized it, returned it. Cool. Perfectly healthy. Yeah. The second one, they had to release a pack of hunting dogs, and the dogs actually ended up mauling the leopard. There's footage online. Jeez. We're not going to post the footage because it's crazy. Um, but I like, didn't know dogs could do that. They can if they're in a pack, yeah, for sure. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but it now has an injury on its hind leg, and oh, the man. Chinese version of PETA is like crazy upset about it, and there's all kinds of problems, which As they should rightly be, yeah. so. Uh, the third one is still out there. <laughs> they have not found that third one yet. <laughs> I'm hoping it went west and just like just left everyone yeah, alone. Yeah. You would hope so, but these are they're raised in captivity leopards. Oh, so they don't know if it's alive or not. Oh, yeah. And if it is, it's hungry and it will strike at anything. So yeah. They actually released. You know how we get our emergency texts and our Amber Alerts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They released one to the people <laughs> in the area that were like, "Hey, if you see this leopard, um, just put your hands up, back away slowly." And call the authorities. Could you imagine getting Do that text? Do not attack this. Like, just, <laughs> out of the blue, just like, I'm sorry, a leopard? There's a what in my neighborhood? <laughs> so, yeah, so all this to say, um, the search for the third leopard is still going on. It's oh, estimated man. they've got like 990 drones out just searching all the all the area. Uh, 1,700 personnel, tracker dogs, infrared motion sensors. <laughs> they've set up shop by like water sources that it might uh, go to just in case. Smart. Um, but they appear no closer to capturing this big cat. Well. Some people are saying maybe it died. Some people are saying maybe somebody caught it and kept it as a pet. Some people are saying it's still out there and it will kill you and your children. Yeah, as it. As it. So if you're going to yeah. China anytime soon, <laughs> keep an eye out for, for random leopards. And, uh, Stay clear. <laughs> just hands up, just like a bear, make yourself bigger. Oh, yeah. Back away slowly. Don't turn around. Don't run. Don't oh, yeah. show it your back. Don't show the back. Keep eye contact and back away slowly. <laughs> As big as you can. That's all you can do. Got straight up mauled by a leopard. <laughs> mauled by a leopard. <laughs> oh, man. What did I miss? Indeed. Man, that's so crazy. I mean, I mean, I mean, literally, even here in the U.S., just think about just one day getting a text like, hey, just let you know if there's a random tiger out. You I mean, know. It, it happens, though. They're like tigers and stuff escape from zoos all the time. Like, Okay, I don't mean to get into this, and we I shouldn't get into this because we need to wrap this up. Do it. Do it. What do you feel like? Like... Like after watching watching um, uh, Blackfish, my attitude towards zoos have completely shifted. Yeah, the only like 
just to be completely brutally honest, in general, the only zoos that I'm kind of okay for are those that only accept, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, like injured or uh, rescue animals, rescue animals like yeah. that. There's one in Austin that uh, we're going to take Ari to soon uh, that we went to a long time ago. But, yeah, I mean, it's just like it's so crazy to think about some of these animals that they raise just to keep animals yeah. there. That's That's upsetting to me. Like, I understand sometimes the animals are like, you take in a rescue and then it has kids and they're in right. captivity. Like, they're not going to make it in the wild for sure. Yeah, yeah. But if you're breeding them intentionally right. for that purpose, that's problematic. If you don't have enough space for them to live happy lives, that's problematic. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, now, I, an- Animal Kingdom at Disney, I'm down with because, like, that place is huge. Right. I was actually just about to say they that. They take great care of their animals and all kinds of good stuff like that. They have conservation programs and... They release animals into the wild. If they find them, they rehabilitate them yeah. and re- re-release them, stuff like that. But there's I, a lot of places like Tiger King, yeah, like that that type of stuff. I'm not down. No, with. see, I can get behind that. I can get behind like the Jurassic World like size of a park where like you're in those little gyro spheres and you like to go around through the park or whatever. They're literally. Five movies about why that's a bad idea. <laughs> I'm not idea. talking about dinosaurs. I'm just talking about like in general. All like, right. Like just if, making sure. Like if you have this huge area of land where, you know, you could just plop down any whatever animal, whether it's tigers or whatever, but that actually fits their. And then just let nature take its course. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we might see tigers. We, we might, might see gazelles. We are definitely going to see something get eaten today. <laughs> but that... It could be you. <laughs> It could be you. I would be okay with that. So at least, like, they're living in, like, a a, a space with, that they're naturally, you know, used to. Right. I'd be okay with that. Anyways. Open environment. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was a long tangent that we didn't have to go down, but that was good. What did I miss? Okay, I suck at that. Chris, please do it. You got it, man. Come on. No. Let's try it. No. One more time. I can't even breathe. <laughs> All right, I got you. Okay. What did I miss? Mm, that's so good. So good. <laughs> I'm gonna try out for the Hamilton play if they ever do one in the area. You should. You I might. Should. If they You'd ever be good do one. at it. If they ever do one, I'll keep an eye on the listing. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. We're about to move on and move forward into the rest of this episode. Next up, the Tomorrow War and time travel. All right, guys, we are back. Back we are, back, back we are. Back, back, So today we are doing two things. We are reviewing the movie The Tomorrow War and talking about fake and legitimate time travel. Fake and legitimate? Yes, because in the movies they don't always show what real time travel would look like. Would look like. Not that we're actually doing it now. Well, we actually are doing it now. That's why are we're we? gonna, yes. I mean, not us particularly at this. Well, actually, depending on your perspective. Technically, we are time traveling. Technically, yes. We're just going forward at regular speed. True. And essentially, you know, any time machine is any machine we're with. Well, we'll talk about this later because I wrote down some scientific facts that I gathered together, all right, all right. and and we'll talk about that. So we'll just, just stick to the order, Chris. Stick to the order. I'm time traveling, Tim. Okay. I'm jumping out of order. <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, – this is our first one. This is our first movie review that we're doing. Like we're going to dive in and discuss this stuff and uh, discuss the movie, which came out just recently, um, and it's got Chris Pratt. Chris, do you want to do the synopsis? I will, yeah. Let's so again, like we said in the beginning, massive spoilers. Massive. If you have not seen The Tomorrow War, it's on Amazon Prime. If you have not seen The Tomorrow War starring Chris Pratt, please pause. pause it. Go watch it, and then come back. And That's discuss. right. That's the right order. Yeah, or since we're talking about time travel, 
listen to this, go back in time to before you listen to our podcast, watch the movie, and then bring that knowledge with you to after and compare the notes. Yeah, that's some Chris Noller, Chris Noller, Chris Nolan stuff. Chris Noller. <laughs> Noller. Noller. That's the, the ad- adjective version of it. That's a, <laughs> this is a Noller movie. I was going to say it's a variant of him. <laughs> Speaking of variants. Yes. Time travel. Anyway, uh, so The Tomorrow War, it's a yeah. sci-fi adventure on Amazon Prime uh, f- about this guy named Dan Forrester. Yep. And the rest of the world are shocked when time-traveling humans show up in the, from the year 2051. I think this movie like takes place in 2022, Correct. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So like 30 years in the future, yeah. um, these people come back and they show up in the middle of the World Cup, which is like the most watched yeah, absolutely. sporting event in the world. Uh-huh. So that's... Probably the best time to show up if you're going to come back in time and try to talk to everybody, True. right? And I really like that too because like they got the time right and everything because it was pushed back or no, it's not pushed back, but it's uh just like it's in guitar, it's in December, so they had all that correct. Yep, I don't really they like that. planned everything out. I mean, I, it worked for them, it whatever. Uh, but thirty years in the future, they're in an all-out war against this alien species, and all hope seems lost. So in order to help with that conflict, they come back in time to recruit able-bodied humans. Uh, bring them back to the future and fight this war. And, like, because it's very obvious that they're time travelers, the world government's like, okay, I guess we'll help out with this effort. (laughs) But it becomes, like, a mandatory thing. Like, everyone in the world is eligible for this draft. Men, women, old. Like, you have to be, like, older. You Mm -hmm. can't be, like, a little kid. Right. Um, But everyone in the world becomes eligible to be drafted for this future war. Um, And they are sent to the future to fight against the doomed future um, Dan Forrester, played by Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. ends up teaming up with his father, played by Buff J.K. Simmons. That's right. Which was insane to me, like seeing him <laughs> in the tank top, yeah. like just the dude is more jacked than I will ever be. Like he like, is. That's straight Jay up. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, you understand that? Yeah, right? no, yeah, yeah. He looks like he could physically beat Spider Man. I was about to say that. Like he should be the main villain for the next film. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he, he might be. <laughs> Uh, but times up teams up with uh, J.K. Simmons and then scientist Yvonne Stravowski to yes. save the world. Um, she is Serena Joy in Handmaid's Tale. I don't know if you watched that. Show. I haven't yet. Okay, uh, she is Dexter's girlfriend Hannah in the show Dexter. Did I get there? It's been such a long time since I've seen the show. I might. I'm, I, I think might... it was like the last season. Oh, I don't get if that I'm, far. If I'm not mistaken, she was the last girlfriend he had before spoiler alert don't don't spoil i want to see it okay uh well then <laughs> don't I mean, spoil it's it been out for like a don't spoil whatever you're about to say like I, that's fine if i know about her but yeah she well she's like his last girlfriend okay uh, before the show ends then um anyway she she's a great actress phenomenal cool. actress um so let's get into some uh some fast facts fast facts ding, we'll ding, talk ding. About that. Uh, the film was made by Paramount Pictures originally for a, a theatrical release, but due to COVID-19, they sold the movie to Amazon Prime for about $200 million. Was it – I didn't think it was the actual movie. I thought it was like part of a deal for $200 million. Like oh. that movie and a couple of other things, I don't remember for sure. Maybe. I don't know. Perhaps. I need to um, check that. The point is it was originally done by Paramount, yeah. and then Prime picked it up. Um, it's actually been done since like – January of 2020. Kind of like Black Widow and all, a lot They've of these other movies that just came out. Yeah. Time. So it's kind of weird, but also kind of cool that that happened. Right. And now Paramount has their own streaming service, so I'm betting they're regretting oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't yeah. think about that. So the deal must have been made before 
before they realized that they were doing yeah. it on streaming or before they thought it could be successful. Right, anyway. right. Huh. Truthfully, I probably wouldn't have watched this movie if it were on Paramount, though. No, I wouldn't have either, no. <laughs> I don't have Paramount. I don't either. I thought about getting it, and I just never have. Um, <laughs> J.K. Simmons, who is 66 years old, again, uh, his much-talked-about buff old man look in the movie, according to director Chris McKay, is actually based on Instagram pictures of Simmons that went viral in 2016. Have you seen those? I have. Dude. I, but I, I didn't see them until this movie. Really? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me find it, because I, I saved it, because the dude is, and friends, Google it. Just just take just take two seconds and Google the picture that I'm showing Chris right now. That is insane. The dude has muscles on muscles. Or just, like, go to our show notes. I'm sure Tim will put it in there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it doesn't look natural. It doesn't. He looks like a legitimate Marvel villain. I'm here for it, though, man. Like I said, <laughs> I if I could watch J. Jonah Jameson just beat the crap out of Spider-Man for a good three minutes, yeah, I'm down. I'd be here for it. <laughs> uh, not that I want J.K. Simmons, a 66-year-old man, to be beating up Tom Holland, but... Right. But he could, though. He could. <laughs> he could. And who's going to say anything who's about it? Who's going to say no? <laughs> Uh, oh man uh, so yeah it's just a bunch of really cool instagram photos of this crazy ripped old dude who's an amazing actor yeah um he was uh juno's dad if i'm not mistaken yeah, right yeah that's a yeah. that's a classic man Going Class. back. that was good i love him um next one this was chris pratt's first time executive producing on a film hmm. uh him and i think there's like one or two other actors that were in the movie were yeah. executive producers for this movie yeah and it's his first time executive producing. Pretty cool. Yeah. Getting out there. Uh, Chris Pratt said that a few weeks prior to shooting their scenes in Russia, which was actually filmed in Iceland, a couple's bodies had been discovered down a fissure that appeared to be preserved from about 1940. This is wild. Like, can you imagine <laughs> that? Like, hey, we're going we're gonna to go film. Can you scout out this location? Yeah. And then you get back and they're like, hey, what do you think about the location? Oh, there's bodies there. <laughs> we gotta go somewhere else. What? Yeah, no, there's dead people there. I, we just found them. Two of them. From the 1940s. They're just dead. Just there. Being dead. It's like a, they it's, fell in a crack and died. It's like a Captain America, except they weren't, you know. They didn't make it. They didn't make it. They didn't have the super soldiers here. They are not about to come back and no. fight Nazis in modern times. That's not gonna happen today. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for those fast facts. Yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So we're going to do just a breakdown and just kind of give you some of the general things that happen. And we'll kind of stop here and there and talk about what we thought about those things. And then at the end, we'll kind of just give our you know general thoughts. So uh, so the film opens up in December 2022. Uh, and Dan has just been rejected a job at a prestigious research center as he and his family are watching the World Cup, which is actually being held Qatar in December 2022. Uh, the game is interrupted when soldiers arrive through this wormhole device called the Jump Link and explain to the world that they are from 2051 and these aliens randomly showed up and are about to consume the rest of the human race. Um, I'm going to save my thoughts about that for later. It's a really interesting theory, like movie trope. Yes. That I recently found in a new video game that I really enjoy. What's that? Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a PlayStation exclusive. And in that one, like machines, basically, not aliens, but machines have pushed humans to the brink of extinction. And watching that movie after playing the game is like, oh, that's cool. I hope it's a trope that they use more. Aren't they just stealing from Terminator? Yes. (laughs) 
but it's not the same types of machines. Like they're not like humanoid robots. They're, um, I guess they're just kind of like animalistic. They actually look a lot like the aliens from Tomorrow War. We'll get into that later. So it's Terminator, basically. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, so uh, the twenty twenty two humans create armies to send back to the future, uh, but when only thirty percent survive in just a seven day deployment, they start a draft. That's horrible. And so, like, and what else happens is they they basically like the humans start revolting and they start protesting because like this isn't even really our war, technically speaking. Why are we sending all of our people out there to die? Which is a legitimate question. Um, that's a that's a that's a that's a pretty hefty toll. Thirty percent survive, not die. So seventy percent come back alive. Yeah, and that's not including like the psychological damage, yeah. the physical damage. There are a bunch of amputees that come back. Right, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. And it, it was like a really insane thing to see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the time travel aspect in this movie, because it is actually, I will grant them this, it is kind of unique compared to a lot of other movies I've seen about time travel. Mm -hmm. So it's later explained in the film that they can't actually just pick any random place and time they can go to, but they can only go forwards and backwards 30 years. And they kind of explain it like like a boat, like two boats on a river, where you can jump back and forth on each one, but they're both moving forward in time. So it's a good explanation. It's actually very unique. You can jump exactly... 29 years from today. So right. Like if we did it, it'd be, well, if you're listening to this the day we release, you jump on Wednesday. Yeah. 30 years later on Wednesday, you're there. You jump back on the next Wednesday, and then 30 years ago, a week from the day you left is when you come back. Right. Right. Um, they also can communicate um, uh, via the wormhole that they create. I have a little bit of trouble with that, scientifically speaking, but, you know, it's a movie, so whatever. Um, and from what I gather, it's linear, like a straight line. So it's not, like, circular and everything. It's like a straight line. Nothing exactly. Like, when they go back in time, they're not actually changing anything that happens later down the road. Right. Right. They. I feel like they didn't talk about that enough. Yes. I I really think they should have talked about that more. Yeah, there wasn't, a, there wasn't too much explaining, but from what I can tell, them going back in time didn't change anything in the future. So... It doesn't really matter. In fact, we'll kind of get to it in a minute when Dan meets his daughter, but um, it doesn't really change, you know, him being exposed to all this. It doesn't change what happens to her. Right. So, um, all right. So, Dan, who used to be a Green Beret, is suddenly drafted and must leave his wife and daughter behind. He does the whole, you know, I promise to return spill. Uh, as he as he goes in, he finds out that almost none of the draftees are trained at all. Essentially, they're all just throwing bodies at them. I mean, it's just like throw the pawns at them pretty much at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, an emergency happens, and they're quickly transported to the future where they're accidentally dropped too high. Yeah, okay, another little— That was like an, an absolutely bonkers scene for me, like so intense. Okay, look, look, look. Everyone in that scene should have died. I don't care if they fell in a pool— no, at that height, they're dead. No. So, actually, there was a Mythbusters thing about this. I know, and I know what you're going to say. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, so go ahead, go ahead. the first person to hit the water should have died for sure. Yeah. But after that, that body broke the surface tension. So everyone else that lands in the water should be fine. Theoretically. I mean, but obviously, what? it's a rooftop pool, so it probably is only like three feet deep. That's definitely not deep enough to survive. But what's the term called when you uh, when you reach like the maximum speed? Terminal velocity. Yeah, but once you reach that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that surface tension is broken. That's a lot of that's a lot of weight hitting even broken water. Yeah, but they're only like twenty feet up. No, they were higher than that. They were hitting terminal velocity. They were not hitting terminal velocity. 
Uh, you got to imagine, like, they're going through the wormhole first, so where did the wormhole actually let them out? Right. It was probably only, like, 10, 15 feet above no, water. It's like jumping it off of a high dive. We're going to have to rewatch this. He didn't even make it all the way to the bottom until somebody landed exactly. on top of him. Exactly. It was so unrealistic. He was going so much faster than that. <laughs> he was not going that fast. <laughs> okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. It's just a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's That's a movie. fine, yeah. The one that really got me, though, was the guy, like, as soon as he came out, he hit the side of the building and tumbled down <laughs> the side, like... He died immediately on oh, impact, yeah. but just watching his body roll, I was like, oh, this movie's going to be intense. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so crazy. All right. So let's move on. Uh, so they then go on a mission to retrieve some research by some scientists, and this is where we meet the aliens called White Spikes. Uh, Chris, what did you think about the aliens? I thought they were a really cool and unique mixture of, like, the aliens from Aliens, yeah, uh, yeah. the xenomorphs. Mm-hmm. Um kind of like the uh what do you want to call them? um the white martians from um martian manhunter oh yeah they kind of look like that oh that's a good point um what do you it, think about it, that? it was a really cool setup I it think. was pretty unique I like, like that like other than like other than that aliens like it was pretty like you know i did, most most alien movies like they have them kind of like humanoid and like kind of looking mm-hmm. you know a certain way but this was like it was like a dog but more intense and i feel like there's another movie that reminds me oh it reminds me of um oh what is it the uh oh man what is it is it lord of the rings like those little dog looking things that are not dogs i don't know okay never mind hunger games i don't know oh actually yeah it's not bad I don't know. Okay, whatever. I'll move on. Um, okay, so after they escape the facility, they escape the white spikes, um, they find themselves on a base in the Dominican Republic, and Dan reports to Colonel Forrester, and a.k.a. his daughter, Murray. Miri. Miri? Miri. I thought it was Murray. I thought it was Miri. Okay, Miri. Uh, she reveals to him that in her timeline, he had actually become disappointed in not getting his dream job that he didn't get earlier, and he actually leaves his family and dies in a car accident nine years later. That's depressing. So I don't think it had a whole lot to do with just missing out on the dream job. I think he definitely had like some PTSD from the military beforehand. Oh, well, yeah, it, definitely adds it to it. It triggers it, and I, so I, 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 I found this a little unrealistic, too, because— up until this point in the movie, like like when you see him back in 2022, he's like totally normal dad. Now, granted, PTSD is PTSD, but he seems like because of his dad, I didn't mention this earlier, but because of his dad basically abandoning his family, you would think he would like not want to do that to his family. I don't know. Uh, it's a weird thing, though, because it's, it's definitely like a psychological disorder, PTSD, that can affect you in many ways. And sometimes we end up doing things that we don't want to do because of outside of our control factors like PTSD. Um, Sometimes we just repeat our family's curses. Sometimes things like that seep into who we are as a person and it just becomes a thing. And then another thing, like when his dad left, he explained it to him. Like the reason I left is because I thought it would be better for you. Right. Maybe that's what he was thinking in that timeline for his family. Like, it's better if I leave. Mm. Yeah. So, maybe. I don't know. Good point. All right. Uh, All right, so moving on. So, they go out into this mission uh, to basically trap the female white spike. If I'm not mistaken, it's the only female white spike. Um, Right? I 
couldn't quite make that out. Yeah, they didn't I make it clear. But, so, but the way but, it kind of, the way the vibe definitely felt that way. Yeah, like, this like, is the one. This is female. the only one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they try to capture her to experiment on her because they have been developing this uh, toxin, this whatever, to kill them. But for whatever reason, it only kills the. Does it only kills the males, and they need to figure out how to kill the females? Is that what it was? I think like it it kills the males, but since she's like mass producing, oh, it doesn't matter. That's right. Okay, like, yeah. they, as many as they kill, she just mass produces more. Yeah. So they do end up capturing her, and they bring her to an oil rig in the middle of the ocean, which you know, kind of cool. It gave me uh, World War Z vibes. Yeah. Like big time. Like reminded Definitely. me of like the the city of uh, was it Jerusalem they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, big walls, big you know. Security Multiple and layers of defense, land mine, or I guess sea mines. Yeah. Because um, it was out in the middle of the ocean. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so she succeeds in creating a toxin that kills all the aliens, except all of a sudden a horde of all the male white spikes surround and invade the, the camp, the base, and they basically just wreak havoc. It is it is like World War Z. Like once they get it through the like walls. like ants, dude. Like they found out where their queen was. Yeah. They it was just, horrifying. They went for it. <laughs> Um, so zero regard for their own lives. <laughs> so long story short, um, the white spikes invade everything. Uh, however, Dan is able to time travel back, escape uh, with the toxin. With the um, is it a toxin? Is it a poison? Uh, same thing. Okay, uh, but not before uh, his daughter and the rest of basically all of mankind dies. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's basically just him and the people that were deployed with him that survive the encounter. Some of them anyway. Yeah, and. Everyone else is dead because that was like the last holdout for humanity. Yeah, and the jumpling is destroyed. Now, I would like to point out here, they just killed all of those humans for nothing at this point. Yeah. That kind of made me mad. Like, there was no payoff for that. Like, all of these humans that were sent to the future to fight their war. Well, I mean, yes and no. You got to look at it like they weren't really fighting to win the war. They were fighting to buy time. Oh, to discover the, war- the toxin? Yeah. Oh. The more – they were basically just throwing people into a meat grinder Yeah. to slow down the blades of the meat grinder, Oof. and it worked. Okay. Okay. Valid point. They got the toxin. But wait, 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 wait. But were they were they intending to bring that toxin back so that way they could use it before they got to like the horde got yeah, too big? Yeah, that, that was always the oh. plan. Miri said that that, that was always her plan. Oh, she I had that. like that was her entire division was made to research how to beat them. Well, I know that, and but like I thought it was just was like, for their timeline. Well, that's what she was telling everybody. And then when she when she finally finished it and they were running, she was like, "No, the plan has always been for you to take this back. Oh, I, I need that. someone to take this back." That's your entire reason for being here. And her dad was like, oh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll take it back, and then I'll bring you some too. And she was like, yeah, sounds good. But she knew she wasn't going to survive. Okay, okay. So right. that, makes, sent, that makes me feel a little bit better. to stop the stuff from ever happening in the first place. Okay, all right, cool, cool. I dig, I dig. Um, okay, so random question. I should have. We should have put this earlier. Uh, Aaron asked online, he asked us, why didn't they put mattresses under them when they returned to Earth instead of having them fall into cement? Valid question, Aaron. So, they, yeah, they <laughs> jump to the future, and they fight their war, and technically they're supposed to drop like 10 feet from the ground. Yeah. Which, that's not a huge fall. That's like jumping off the first floor of a house. You're fine. <laughs> but when they, when they come back, like they know where they're going to be. Right. They see them drop, and then they rush the medical people out to help them. 
but they just dropped them on concrete. Right. Why was there not like a mat or something? Like for real. <laughs> That's a great question, Aaron. <laughs> like you've just survived seven days. Yeah. The most traumatic experience <laughs> any human being has ever gone through. Could have put a cushion down. <laughs> Welcome home. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. Okay, so upon his return, he and a few other of his friends, including a high school student, uh, theorized that the white spikes didn't actually arrive in the future, but rather have been frozen in a glacier in Russia and will thaw out in 30 years due to global warming, and thus starting this apocalypse. I gotta be honest with you, man. That high school kid was my favorite character in the really? entire movie. Oh my gosh. I he, loved was, it. he was, he was the best. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody besides Martin? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, all right. So with the help of his father, Dan and a few others go to Russia to take out the dormant aliens before they wake up. Uh, when they arrive, they kill a few of them uh, with the toxin, but not before waking up the others, including the female. Dorian, one of the friends, is able to kill the other white spikes with C4, which leaves Dan and his father to hunt the female. Uh, with some thematics and some sneaky moves, they end up killing the female and saving their future. The fist fight at the end is what really that was me. intense. I, man. I was not like it was great. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> an amazing fight, but I just I couldn't get behind. Like you're gonna fist fight. I know this giant alien. Yeah, that killed literally everyone on Earth. Yeah, and you're just gonna take it. <laughs> I mean, like Chris Pratt. No, definitely not. J.K. Simmons. I could see. Oh, that after legitimately those, one thousand like, percent. those pictures, I could see him <laughs> taking it in a fist fight for sure. But Chris Pratt, come on, he could do it. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm not here for Chris Pratt. All right. So, what are your thoughts about the movie and like your your overall feel? All right. So this movie, I think, subtly took on a lot of different things. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it handled the issue of global warming mm-hmm. because that's how the aliens. ended up showing up in the first place. Um, Come to find out they'd always been here, and global warming just unfroze them because they were frozen in the Arctic tundra. Another reason to pay attention to all this, guys. Yes. Uh, (laughs) You never know. No, that's actually happening. Like, scientists found a, a, what do they call it, a super virus or a mega virus. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It was like an actual virus, but, like, huge. Yeah. And it was a problem. (laughs) Like, a big problem for us. If it had gotten out... Like, that would have been it. Yep. And there's no telling if there's more of those or mm. if there's aliens or whatever frozen yeah. up there that just over time will release themselves. You never know. Um, it handled a lot of issues about, like, race and, uh, like, different sides of the political spectrum. Like, does it really matter when you're facing extinction? Does That's any true. of this matter? Right. You're going to fight with whoever you can to survive. Like, none of that really yeah. matters. Um, it talks about how the government sucks at everything, um, how they had a plan, they figured it out, they came back from the future to tell the government what was going on, and the government's like, yeah, no, nah, we're not going to do anything <laughs> about that. But as soon as they solved the situation on their own, the government was like, yeah, I acted so fast. This was my plan from right. the beginning, and the government just like took credit for everything. Like It, it handled Sounds a lot. Sounds familiar. Um, the time travel aspect was really unique. I appreciated it. it. You don't see a lot of time travel things happen that way. I wish they would have taken more time to explain that. Yeah. Um, the aliens themselves are pretty cool. Are really cool, unique alien style. Um, you don't see stuff like that all the time. It's really cool. And I just really appreciated the movie for what it was. I mean, it was a fun movie. It was good. The acting was pretty good. The action sequences were great. There were a few cinematic shots that were just beautiful to see. Right. It was a great movie. So I appreciated it. Where would you rate it out of 10? 
Out of 10, I would give this one like a solid 7. Really? Yeah. Okay. Solid 7. Okay, so I had to write this down because I needed to say this clearly (laughs) without... Yeah. So, as I'm sure you're aware, movie watching is one of my favorite hobbies. Right. Um, I really enjoy watching new films. Um, they, I love learning Me how too. they were made and even logging the films that I watch. I log every single film that I watch, keep keep track of it. Uh, and because of this hobby, I've seen a lot of movies. And with that little experience, granted, I'm not you know a movie critic or a professional you know movie historian or whatever. You could be if somebody pays us for this episode. Very true. Technically, that makes you a professional. Um, so keeping that in mind, um, I, and I really like sci-fi movies. The, right. Those are usually my favorite. And also, time travel movies. I really like the concept of time. Another reason why I love Chris Nolan, because he just deals with time nonstop. Mm-hmm. Now, with all that being said, when before you gave out a really good explanation about um, you know, why it was him that brought back the toxin, it was to save them in the past. That made it a little bit better. When I originally wrote down my notes, I gave it a 5 out of 10. With your explanation, I'll bump it up to a 6. <laughs> I gave it an extra point. There you go, Amazon. Look at me, getting you higher ratings. Now, the reason why is because I, look, I can't, I don't like cheesy movies, and I don't like cheesy writing, and there was a lot of that in oh, this yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. And for so, sure. And, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. If that's your thing, then that's fine. But for me personally, I just can't get into it anymore. Like, I cannot watch really dumb, like, purposely dumb-made movies. Like, Jessica loves that kind of stuff, and anytime she wants to go out, I'm like, babe, go take Melissa out, go take a friend out, I don't care, but I can't do it so for that and then i was really confused about a lot of the time travel stuff so that kind of lowered a little bit more too um but saved it for me was chris uh uh, chris pratt and uh, jk simmons and you know really good acting um but yeah i I was i was i was a little disappointed i feel like they also made it really big and it was just it felt like a for what it was it wasn't bad but i felt like they made it more like a world war z-esque style yeah they didn't show a lot of the cheesiness in the trailers and that kind of threw me off fair enough I, I didn't really watch a lot of the trailers. I watched like one at the beginning of something else that I was watching yeah. on Amazon Prime. And I thought, you know, this, that'll be a really good movie. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. I had a blast. Um, I didn't really have much expectation going into it, though. I just thought mm. it'd be a fun time travel movie. And it was. I liked it for what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I moved up to a six. I'll take the six. <laughs> I'll take the six. <laughs> All right, guys, so we're going to transition a little bit and talk about time travel in general because this is actually one of my favorite topics to talk about because I just – I love the concept of dealing with moving and being aware of time around you. Um, so let's talk about first just time travel in movies. I found this website, and I'll put it in the show notes, uh, but they talk about the three types of time travel that we generally see in movies. The first one is called single continuum, which basically the characters can change Nothing. Like, no matter what you do, if you go backwards or forwards, you're not going to change anything. Right. Uh, so an, a good example of this is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. So, like, the theory that you travel forward in time or you travel back in time to help yourself mm-hmm. reach a goal, that was always going to happen. Right. Whether it's circular. past you knew or not. Yeah. 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 So it's – time is circular here. Whatever you do, it's just going to – already proved it's, it's what happened already yeah um so uh bill and ted's excellent adventure is another example of this um so single continuum next one is fixed points which means characters can change some things uh so some good examples of this is like doctor who i love doctor who uh, so do i i need it i stopped watching after um was that matt smith matt smith Do- yeah yeah the 11th i need to i need to keep going i got like halfway into peter capaldi the 12th doctor yeah i need then, i need to do it yeah 
Okay. Uh, the Terminator is another example. Um, uh, so, so think of like Pompeii and uh, Skynet, things Pom- that... Did you just say Pompeii? Pompeii, excuse me. Pompeii? Pom- it's Pompeii. Yeah. You just said Pompeii? Dude, I don't know what's up with me today. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the Pompeii. allergies, bro. It's the <laughs> Thank allergies. You. Pompeii, Skynet, basically like big events keep happening no matter what, but you can change small things. Yeah. That's basically it. And then lastly, the infinite alternatives. Uh, and so what this means is characters can change everything. It's basically the butterfly effect is one tiny change will and will most likely wreak havoc, cause chaos. Avengers. Avengers, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past, uh, Star Trek, Flashpoint Paradox. Right. Uh, so basically, m- this is what most movies are made from. Like, hey, most, uh, like, you go back in time, it's going to change everything. And yeah. So, uh, so, like, Flash goes back in time, saves his mom from dying, and he never becomes the Flash, and mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Wayne ends up getting killed instead of Thomas and Martha, and they become Batman and Joker, and yeah. all kinds of, like, small things. Like, you do one small thing, and, like, everything is different. Yeah, it's, it's those timeline memes on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, moves chair slightly to the left. <laughs> then Obi-Wan's on the dark side, and Anakin is the oh. only remaining Jedi. <laughs> Did you ever watch The Butterfly Effect with uh, yeah. Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, it was insane. That movie was... That, I remember it was watching- a ride. I remember watching that movie when I was younger, and that movie tripped me out. I was like, oh, I don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) I made a bad mistake. Uh, Okay, so speaking of movies, uh, Chris, what are your favorite time travel movies? Okay, so you mentioned Christopher Nolan, and looking at the notes, I am surprised that you didn't put these two into your time travel favorite movies. Okay, well, I'll explain one in a second, but go ahead. Uh, Tenant, which... I thought was really cool because it was a very unique take on time travel. See, that's my thing is, are they actually traveling in time? I mean, they are, but it's, it's not like they're using a machine to go backwards. It's well, they are, but yeah, I guess it is. It's, it's entropy though. It's different, isn't it? No, it, it's by definition, time travel. They're going forward and backward in time, affecting different events in different ways. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like the physical, the physicality of it is different than any time travel movie, but it's still a time travel yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I like it, though. It's, it's unique. It's true. Um, Interstellar, yeah. which is a lot about space travel, but also time travel. Yeah. Uh, because you get sucked into a black hole, and apparently that's how you time travel. So yeah. there you go. Um, was, I thought that was a really interesting take on that as well. Um, Synchronic, which we mentioned in yes. one of our previous episodes. Yeah, it that was, was pretty good. time-traveling drug. Did you actually get to watch yeah, it? Yeah, I got to watch it. It was really good. I thought so, too, man. Um, that one was one of my favorites because, you know, black people in time travel don't really work out too well. <laughs> There's like a small window we can go. That. It's a very small window. <laughs> I actually oh. watched a TikTok recently. Where it was uh, the truth behind the TVA. Oh. And the guy was like, all right, we got to go back to 1958 and we got – I'm sorry. What year are we going back to? 1958? Nah, bro. We can't do that. Uh, we we got to call Team White. <laughs> it was so great. It's horrible. Like they, there's a very small window yeah. as a colored person you can travel to. Yeah. Um, Clock Stoppers, which was just a really fun one from like when I was a kid. Never I think seen it was it. made by like Nickelodeon. Uh, but Was it like the two like – oh, wasn't it like his family or his mom and dad time travelers or – no. no, like, so they had a, a watch okay, that he that. could stop time. Oh, and, yeah. Or he could slow time, rather. And he could do whatever he wanted at regular speed, but everyone else around him is going, like, uh, crazy Super slow. slow-mo, yeah. And then, like, 
at the end he has to press it again and go into like ultra time and <laughs> it was crazy like it was just a fun movie from when i was a kid i remember that one um and then mr nobody i totally forgot about this film this movie yeah. is trippy jared leto um plays this guy that like the whole point of the movie is if you make different choices in the past how can it affect your future right and he lives out like three different timelines yeah. all at the same time based on a decision as a child that he didn't even make. It happened right. to him. Right. Um, but you can see like the differences in what happens from one decision, like the different branches. It, that was also a really unique mm-hmm. take. And that's one of my favorite things about time travel movies is the new unique ways to look at it. Yeah, it's true. And wasn't he in that movie like the last human to die? Like yeah. didn't they like, create a way yeah, to make a humans? A way to make humans immortal, yeah. Yeah. In, yeah, one, from... in one of the timelines, I think. Oh, okay. Not all of them. Gotcha. Yeah, that was trippy. So, in uh, okay, so I didn't put down the Christopher Nolan films because I was like, of course they're my favorite. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, but I put in Endgame. Uh, I do like their, their explanations so about it. that one it. was more of a scientific ex- explanation of, like, what mm-hmm. we understand time travel as. Like, you can go forward faster, but you can't go back. Right. Yeah. 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 I like that. Uh, there's a movie out there called Looper, uh, which I, I really just love the story behind it, but it's got Bruce Willis. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, he was really good in there. Edge of Tomorrow, which I think is one of the most underrated sci-fi films of all time. Uh, basically, Was that the Tom Cruise one? Yes. Okay. It, he gets stuck in a time yeah, loop. I saw that one. That one was good. Yeah. Uh, super trippy. Uh, and then the last one I actually didn't watch until just recently called 12 Monkeys. Uh, it's like made in 1993 or 5 or something like that, but it's about Bruce Willis, and he goes back in time uh, to basically – you know, uh, basically help prevent an apocalypse. Uh, but super trippy, super dark, super I've heard gritty. about it. Never watched it. it yeah. You, you want to buckle up for that one. It's, it's kind of crazy. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are my movies. Okay. I'll check those out. Oh, oh, that last one for sure. I've seen the others. Okay. Chris, is time travel actually even possible? Theoretically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Theoretically, it is. Um, obviously, we haven't to our knowledge, done it. Um, they haven't released anything to the public anyway. I, I think the government is probably... Well, there's no time travel machine that we know of. That we know of. That's the yeah. thing. But theoretically, it's possible. Right. Einstein posited this a long time ago. Well, I'm going to And we're getting this. closer and closer to figuring it out. Okay, so okay, okay, so here, first, first and foremost, uh, to understand one thing to understand about time is that time is relative. Like that's been proven. Like yeah, absolutely. We, we experience time differently no matter what. It, you know, like the whole saying, like time goes by faster when you're having fun. Like that's actually scientifically accurate. Your time processes, your brain processes time differently based on what you are doing and what you're experiencing. Um, but what if I were to tell you that we've already actually been able to go forward in time since 1905? Explain. Yeah. Okay. So. You actually started touching. Explain. <laughs> you actually already touched on it. Einstein's theory of relativity basically tells us that in order to travel into the future, uh, we basically all we have to do is just go into a lower gravity field relative to other people. Right. That's all it is. Like, so we time travel all the time by sending people out into space. Hmm. <laughs> so okay. So here's really cool science behind all this. Um, so we have we have satellites up in space, right? right? And they have clocks on them. Now, if we let those clocks just run naturally, like how our clocks down here, on here work, uh, they would actually run slower. And in fact, they've actually had to adjust for that. So what happens is the GPS the satellites that we have in space, they actually have to manually fix it, change it here on Earth, because they will naturally up in space go slower. Yeah. And so astronauts in space 
It's not. It's. I mean, it's small. It's incrementally small. Right, but I mean, over time, it adds up. Right. So theoretically, if you were to send out um, twins, you send you say one on Earth and one out in space, and they live out a whole lifetime. By the time the one that comes comes back from space, he will be younger than the one here on Earth. That's crazy. Yeah. So time travel, like going into the future, is already been proven, and like we can do it. Yeah. So like Interstellar, when he gets closer to yes. to one planet where the gravity is like half, then yes. time is running by half. But when he gets to the heavier planets and gravity is like speeding up, then uh-huh. time is like triple. Yeah. That's insane. Completely one hundred percent. One hour to them is like ten years to us. Yes. Yeah. So other than, like, the final, wow. final, final part of that movie, like, everything up until that point was super, like, scientifically on point. Up until uh, Surprise Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so, yeah, exactly right. If you were to go towards a black hole, time would change. You would age a lot slower. And so you came back, come back to Earth, you would be your normal self, just like how in the movie Interstellar when, um, uh, what's his name, um, Matthew McConaughey's character comes back, his daughter is, like, 80 years old, and he's still only, like, 30 or 40. Yeah. So, yeah. Time travel is technically possible. I'm here for it, man. Um, now, here's the question, though. Yeah. Can we go back in time? So, sort of. Theoretically, it is possible to do it through a black hole. I, I watch a lot of Neil uh, deGrasse Tyson videos. Oh, and, I watch that one, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I, like, you got to go in between two black holes that are, like, close super to weird. but not colliding yet. Yeah. And, like, the rip that it does in gravity because they're both pulling uh-huh. like, ultimate gravity upon each other. If you go like right in the middle, theoretically that rip in space time is a gap that you would fall through. Right. And then time would just like pass you. Yeah. And then when you catch back up, you're in the past. Right. So he, he talks about, yeah, and that's best way to explain it. There, there's ways to navigate. You, you would literally have to like navigate how to do it exactly. It's so precise that we would have to practice it and whatever, but it's, it's theoretically possible. Now, one big problem with this is one, we got to get close to a black hole, but even two, if you were to do it through a wormhole, which that makes it possible as well. The problem with wormholes is they don't, uh, we can't create them and we haven't observed any natural wormholes. Mm-hmm. So they're all theoretical. They're all theor- theoretical. Um, so it's technically possible. And something he did say, though, is that if we could travel backwards in time, we can never interact with ourselves. Like, that's not how it works. Right. Like, that, that part of it is completely 100% wrong. You're your own person. You can't go visit yourself back in time. You can't shake your own hand, nothing like that. You, you are there. So it's just kind of weird, but that's how he explained it. Why not, though? Like, I don't understand that. Like, if I went back in time to, like, I time traveled to a week ago. Yeah. And I go to where I was a week ago. Would I not be able to interact? Like, am I just not there? Like, you're, you're, according to his science, you're not there. I don't know how it works, but I don't, I don't like that thought at all. <laughs> Which me is there then? Is it the future me or the past present me? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> But it kind of explained a little bit in Endgame in a way. It's like, okay, you're not actually changing anything in your timeline. I think it's the same kind of concept. Is you're not actually changing anything when you time travel. It's just it, you are still you. You are not changing anything. So, like, if you were to change something in the past, it's not going to affect your future. Kind of scary to I think don't about. Know. Okay, so, like, uh, setting my stuff aside, like, I can't interact with myself, sure. I go back into the past. Yeah. And I kill you. Yeah. Do we ever start the podcast? Okay, so that is a paradox that does actually happen because it's just you can't really explain it because if you it's like the whole kill your grandfather thing. If you kill your grandfather and, you know, you you you're not made, well you 
how will you get to the point where you can kill your grandfather in the first place? Mm, I don't like that. Yeah. The, the grand paradox. That's almost like the, uh, the bootstrap paradox. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, you love this piece of music, so you go back in time to find the artist, and you keep waiting for them to write this music, and they're not writing the music. So you write the music and give it to them. Yeah, yeah. And then they have the music. They produce it. It becomes the biggest song ever. And then you're like, well, I love this song, but this person released uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. But I, but I wrote down uh-huh. what I know because they released it. Who wrote the music in the first right. place? And I think they actually uh, experiment with that in Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, they, they, I, a I couple know, of I, times. I think it was like art or music or something like that. But yeah, that's a lot. Actually, yeah, it was It was music. It was, yeah, was, it was, it, music. Uh, was it Bach or someone they, they interacted with? Probably. Yeah. It's interesting. Man. Chris, any other thoughts about time travel? Any other? Um, just that it, it's a weird theory, and if somebody is ever like a scientist that figures it out, and they're looking for a guinea pig, don't come <laughs> ask me. I want to be there. I will help you in whatever way I can, but yeah. I will not go back into the past. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not until it's been proven and it's safe and whoever you send back first comes back a couple of times. <laughs> No side effects, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to make sure, like no, no radiation poisoning, nothing. Yeah, I'm not about time travel. Well, yeah, me neither. I can't do it. Scary <laughs> <laughs> stuff. All right, guys, time travel, the tomorrow war. Hope you guys enjoyed that. But don't leave. Don't go away. We have a whole lot more for you guys right after this. Hey guys, this is Tim and Chris from the Always More Podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing, following, rating, liking, commenting, and asking us questions. If you haven't done any of those, you're wrong and you need to. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris, chill. Okay, well, seriously, thank you guys so much for those who have donated to the podcast by giving at buymeacoffee.com uh, in our sh- link in our show notes, and it really just helps us like spend more time to creating a better content for you guys to listen to and to also just help feed our caffeine addiction. Which we definitely do have. <laughs> it's actually a real problem for us. It is. It's it is. destroying our families. It's horrible. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much. Back to the show. Welcome back. I hope you're enjoying our little commercials. We work really hard on those. <laughs> I know they sound the same, like we've only got two or three of them total, but we re-record those every time for you guys. We have to use the exact same tones and words and pitch and timing. Yeah. It's so difficult to get it right, but yeah. we do it for you oh. and also for us. I made this for you. <laughs> but also mostly for us uh, because that's how you monetize an independent podcast. We've only made like $3. Dude. Literally $3.11. And yeah. that doesn't include donations. We've received a couple of donations. That's true. Those are really nice. Yeah, we appreciate heart- that. Those are moving, warming, yeah. heartwarming. Spe- speaking of, if you'd like to donate to the podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash always more pod or just find it in our link in our show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Please find it. Please. <laughs> Hashtag rock stars need money. All oh, right, guys. Uh, we're going to get into our next subject. Do we have music for this one? No, not yet. Okay. I'm That's working all right. On That's it. all right. I'm working on it. We'll figure it out. Uh, our next segment is hashtag Ask Chris and Tim. Yes. This is where we get questions from you, our loyal viewers and audience, and we answer them. Yeah. They may not be the answers you want. They may not be good answers. But they're going to be some answers. answers. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> all right. So our first one actually comes from Michaela, a childhood friend of my family. Um, great. Great family friend. Um, if you could travel to any dimension or any period in time, where would you go and why? Okay, so is she like saying like 
Anything? Anything goes. Like Star Wars stuff? Because, I mean, obviously that's... Any dimension or any period in time. Yeah, Star Wars. Let's go. You go to Star Wars? Heck yeah. I don't know, man. Like, before when it was just the Force and you could be taught the Force? Sure, maybe. But knowing that it's like midichlorians... Are we really about to fight about this? Seriously? (laughs) You don't want to go into that universe? Even if... Look... Bro, that is a universe torn by literally war. Come on, man. It is the Star Wars universe. You're jumping into the middle of a war-torn galaxy. You get to, you get to travel a galaxy. You, they have legitimate slave trade, you meet Tim. Wookiees. Or Borgs, die. Ewoks. You don't speak the language. We don't, they have universal translators. That's how they you talk to read. one another. You don't need to. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Reading would be pointless. But imagine like you get there, and you just end up in the middle of Tatooine. In a desert. What are you going to do? Well, I'm, look, no, 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 pause. Let's, let's go back to the question You here, could end okay? up in a Sarlacc. Let's go back to the question. If you can go anywhere, any dimension, any period of time, where would you go? I could pick exactly where I want to go. Where I, would you go? Huh? Where would you go? I would go meet up with uh, Ray. I would go meet up with Finn. I would go meet up with those guys. Join the, join the, join the resistance. You can't fly a starfighter. I would, that's why I would join them for people that can fly the starfighters, Chris. Are you kidding me right now? That just seems really implausible. I'm would not, you, would you pick? I would go to... I swear to God, if you see like Lord of the Rings or something, I'm going to punch you. No, that... Uh, <laughs> I would go somewhere with AC. That's where I would go. <laughs> Past the 1960s with AC. Um, I would probably go to either the Marvel or DC Universe and insert myself into a situation where I would be granted superpowers of some sort. Mm. Okay, fair enough. I don't know if I need to like make best friends with Tony Stark and have him build me an Iron Man suit, or if I could like mm. end up in the Super Soldier program and get the Super Soldier serum. Um, if I just go with Peter Parker on his field trip and get bit by a radioactive <laughs> spider, like I don't, I don't know what I need to do. Um, but I mean, it's possible now with the multiverse. I would get some kind of superpowers. Oh, I'd fair find That's somewhere cool. where I can get superpowers. But still, if, if Marvel was at the, you couldn't do Marvel. You wouldn't do Star Wars. If I already had superpowers. Oh, my God, dude. Okay, whatever. Let's move I'm on. not trying to jump into the middle of a war, man. It's not always war. Look, I'm already living in the middle of a war <laughs> right now. And I don't like it. But you can Imagine being force. on the front lines of that war. Oh, man, okay, whatever. Moving on. Anyway, thank believe- you for that question, Michaela. <laughs> that was always fun. All right, Terry, your father-in-law asked, what is, why is Tim a Chelsea fan? So he, uh, he saw my... Chelsea jersey on last episode. Uh, and I've been wearing jerseys lately just because I got some new ones in. Um, but so the reason why I'm a Chelsea fan at the moment is because of Christian Pulisic, who plays for Chelsea right now. Fair. Um, I've actually, I was talking to him a little bit after that. And I'm still trying to decide who my favorite English team is. I still haven't really decided. It might end up being Chelsea. Um, but like the jersey I had was actually just a Pulisic jersey. Tyler's favorite team is Chelsea. Yes, I did know that. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I'm. I might, I might, I might dig in with them. Also, Zach Steffen plays for Manchester City, so I might root for them too every once in a while. But yeah, that's why I wore the Chelsea jersey. Oh, there you go, Terry. <laughs> Answers your question. <laughs> All right, uh, last one we got for the week. Aaron, our beloved friend, Aaron, our beloved friend, asked if you found out there were variants of yourself, what would be the most unique one? I loved spoilers, guys. Spoilers. But I loved in Loki, the alligator. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> Some animal version of Alligator me. Chris would be <laughs> would be the best. <laughs> I think 
think that was a perfect animal too, because it's like just vicious enough and yet still cute. Yeah. <laughs> the I saw a Facebook post where it was uh, Odin was saying, "Loki, it's time you knew you're adopted." <laughs> and then it was alligator Loki, and it just says confused alligator noises. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't breathe after after watching or seeing that meme for like a good five minutes. Um, That's a great question because you're like, is 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 everyone alligators in that universe or is it just Loki? <laughs> it's just just Loki. <laughs> he could be lying about being a Loki, but then again, that would make him even more of a Loki. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <laughs> I don't know, man. That that's a weird question because, like, you don't know what the variant would be. I mean, if it's truly multiverse and there's hundreds and billions of different views, then I mean, eventually you're going to find some terrifying ones. So, yeah, I want to stick to an animal one. Chris the Conqueror. Ooh, That'd yes, be a good one. Chris the Conqueror. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I dig. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> that would be the variant of me where I were evil and I weren't disabilitied with mental disorder. <laughs> Jeez. Like without the depression and anxiety, I'm, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Ooh, you're lucky I'm being held down by my own depression. I shouldn't be laughing at this. Man, if I had that serotonin, <laughs> game over. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, let's move on before this gets more depressing. Um, uh, What's the next thing, Chris? All right, so our next one is our version of the Marvel series. What if? Yes. I like that. All right. That was good. The question is, what if the internet suddenly vanished? Now, I'm assuming this is a world like modern time, our real world where we have the internet, and then it's just gone. Yeah. Like the entire internet crashes. It's, It's gone. So many people would be so lost. Yes. Like physically. <laughs> GPS. GPS. <laughs> like most people don't know where they're going. No. Truthfully, they can't exist outside of three miles from their home. <laughs> They'd be so lost. They can't read maps. <laughs> no. No. You remember as a kid, like being like, like, I don't know if you ever like went on family trips, like road trips, and you got to hold the map yeah. while your dad drove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was fun. Yeah, my dad wasn't very good at uh, GPS navigation. Um, he failed land nav <laughs> when he was in the military. <laughs> so that was not ever on him. It was on me. Um, I'm really good at maps. I can, yeah. I'm good with maps. Um, I think 90% of businesses would go under. Yeah, real quick. Definitely, I think I think this Jeff Bezos would lose all of his money, and I'm so excited for that prospect. I feel this is very true. I feel like a lot of small businesses would really thrive, actually. Like other than other than like those who like only solely like you know depend on the internet, but those that are just local, they like can make mom their own, and pop shops. Yeah, those would thrive real quick. Oh yeah, restaurants and mm-hmm. things like that. They don't have to look up recipes. They mm-hmm. just they know their craft. Like people like craftspeople would yeah, be great. Very they true. know their craft. They know what they're doing. Um, I don't know, man. I think people in general, like communities would get smaller mm-hmm. like they used to be. Mm. Um, they would definitely be more exclusionary, but there would be less like outright fighting and violence and mm. all kinds of things like that. Libraries would probably boom again. That They would have to. Libraries and bookstores because that's 
people yeah. don't know things and they need to know like how do I cook this meatloaf? I <laughs> <laughs> go buy a, a cookbook. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's a weird thought process. I like that. Yeah. Good, good That's a fun one. Food for thought. Yeah. Tell us what you think would happen if the internet crashed. Oh, good idea. Chris, I I forget that we're a podcast sometimes. I forget that we're just... We're just having these conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, if you have thoughts or like opinions about this stuff, please let us know. We would love to we'd like to share it and just know. Yeah, send us a message on uh, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram. Yeah, we're, we're on those things. We're on the Tiki Talks. We're on the clock app. <laughs> All right, next up, man. All right, so our last segment for the day. Tim's... Well, actually, contrary to popular belief, the def- oh, I cannot say this word right. Don't say it. I'm going to get it right. Defibrillators. Hey. Defibrillators. Because I used to say it wrong a lot. Defibrillator. Right. Defibrillator. There's no R after the F. Defibrillators do not start a heart, but rather actually stop a heart. Did you know this? Yeah. I found this out recently, though. Me too. So don't don't come at me. I wonder if we watch like the same TikTok video or something. No, I was reading. Okay. Anyways, um, so okay, so you've seen the movies and the shows like where someone like they pass out and like, oh, we need to get the def- uh, get the defibrillator over here. We need to like revive him. Yeah, that doesn't do anything to a person whose heart has already stopped at all, because it just doesn't work that way. There's no so the reason why it doesn't work is because there's no electricity in the heart anymore. Once it's right. stopped, there's no electrical movement, there's nothing there for it to restart. So basically what the defibrillator does is it it basically so let me read my notes cuz I'm just I'm just sputtering here. So essentially, I found myself down some medical articles online and discovered that you're actually not supposed to use a defibrillator on someone that's flatlined. You're only supposed to use it on people who are going through cardiac arrest, uh, where the heart may still be beating, but it's beating irregularly. And then you're basically stopping the heart and resetting it. You are turning it off and turning it back on. I like that. Yeah, that's essentially what you're doing to a human being. Human beings are just (laughs) super advanced computers with only like 10% of the programs unlocked. Yep. So when a person flatlines, it means there's no more electrical activity happening within the heart, making a defibrillator ineffective. I saw an EMT actually say the goal is to get the patient to flatline because it makes CPR and administrating drugs more effective. So essentially, when your beat, your heart is uh, beating irregularly, it doesn't distribute all the blood as it should be. So mm-hmm. when you use the defibr- defib- <clears throat> defibrillator, uh, it actually allows you to use CPR to help push drugs, medicine, whatever, throughout the heart and to help get it started back up. Oh, that's cool. It is cool. I like that. <laughs> so so like, your doctors are trying to kill you is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, in a way. Technically. They're trying to reset you is what they're trying to do. Yeah, but, I mean, if you if they turn you off and then don't turn you back on in time. I mean, I mean you're going to die anyway, die. so might as well. Re- Everybody dies <laughs> of something, right? There you go. So there's my, uh, well, actually. I like that. <laughs> Thank you for that, Tim. You're welcome. It's good. It's kind of good knowledge to know. Like, it is. If you're in an emergency situation and someone's like, get the defibrillator. His get heart stop. Here. Get it. Don't do that. No, it's not going to help. CPR. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's Fair weird. enough. <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. Well, this has been a fun episode, Tim. It has been. It's been good. Do you have final thoughts on the Tomorrow War, on time travel, on Loki? Oh, guys, if you haven't seen Loki, go watch Loki. Go watch Loki. Go, watch, go steal someone's Disney Plus account. Go go watch it. Um, time travel is fun, man. I think it's an interesting concept. I think uh, it's got some scary implications. We actually start trying to 
do it for real, like for sure, scary things. Um, but in general, I think it's a really cool concept. I love watching it in movies. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite genres to watch. Um, yeah, nothing else than that. It's fun, easy, cool episode. All right, man. How about you? Uh, no, that pretty much covered all my final thoughts. <laughs> Time travel is horrifying, and <laughs> no one should ever do it. No one you're, should ever do it. You're not God. <laughs> just leave, leave it alone, guys. It's like, like there's, dinosaurs. There's just, no just reason stop. to play God. Like, <laughs> let let time go. Live your life. Enjoy it. Don't bother about time traveling. Just let it go. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank oh, you man. so much for joining our podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, like, rate, subscribe, all of that stuff. You know things. what to do. Find us on all your favorite social medias and everything. Send us messages. Ask us questions. We love you. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Always More podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, like, and rate on whatever your platform of preference is. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Always More Pod and ask your question using hashtag AskChrisandTim. If you'd like to support the podcast and feed into Chris and Tim's caffeine addiction, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash alwaysmorepod. For further information and to contact Chris or Tim, you can email them at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com.